When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Hello. Hello. Oh, my <laughs> God. What a, what a frustration. This show has not started off easily. No, but you guys don't even know. You guys don't even know what just happened. You don't know. But I'm going to briefly say that we tried to blab and it was weird and then just bad. Yes. Like it was weird because we got an audience we didn't want. And then I thought they were going to help me. And instead, they just wanted to be on a blab with chicks. And then (laughs) also I kept getting like you couldn't see me. And then she couldn't see me on my phone. And then she couldn't see me online. And then also I put on red lipstick for nothing. Yeah. The end. The end. Yes. So we did try to blab. But you know what? It took us 20 minutes to troubleshoot. And then we just gave up. And so, therefore, we shall not be doing it again. <laughs> I know. It's so annoying. I wish that... I really wish that would work because it was so fun the first time once it started working. I think that maybe what we need to do is do an occasional blab just to test, to just to get on and kind of play because that was very mm. annoying and very annoying. Very. Very and very. And very annoying. <laughs> so. And very and very. <laughs> so, yeah, there's that. Yep. Oh my god! So, so we have like right. a really totally full show today, and we have so many things that we'd love to chat about. And I really wanted to, you know, the energy that I w- wanted to bring to this was like kind of slowly diluted by the fact that we couldn't see each other. <laughs> yes, agreed. And talk because that sucks. Yeah. All right. So we're going to stop complaining now because they don't know what we went through. And what we're going to talk about <laughs> is. <laughs> good idea you guys um hopefully maybe by the time that this airs we will have another landing page for our upcoming webinar it actually is going to be in the first week of november rather than the last week of october which would have been like next um october 28th we're not going to have one then but we will have one at the beginning of november and it's going to be all about creativity as far as i know um yes we'll have a We'll have a lot more information for you guys uh, soon. So I just wanted to let you guys know and to keep an eye on the show notes or on the She Podcasts in the She Podcast feed over at on Twitter, twitter.com slash She Podcasts, or possibly the group because we're going to be posting things there as well. So yes. there is that. Thank you. Yes, yes. All right. So we are actually going <laughs> I know. Are you? Have you calmed down now? Have you come back? Every time I look at the title in my tabs, I get upset. I'm upset. <laughs> I can't even look at it without feeling stressed because I. Okay, so today's show. Yes. Yes, today's show. So I saw this post in I want to say podcasters hangout. Okay, and basically it was this relatively. Are we going to name him? We may as well. No, but, yeah, so no, you. we have to. We have to. But I didn't know we were going to start with him. I thought we were going to deal with all the women stuff. Okay, then let's start with that because 
I don't have notes for that. I only have a thing called Nathan Hacks. <gasps> you don't have notes for that? That's what I sent you. No, you sent me Nathan Hacks. Oh, my gosh. Well, then. <laughs> now I understand why the show notes are so Nathan heavy. Oh, no, that's not the note. Those are not the notes. Oh, my goodness. Hold on one second. That's not okay, what I. good. Because that's not what we were. Because I was like, why are you starting with that? Now the listeners know that I get the show notes pretty much right before the show. Yeah. But so, oh, my gosh, that is so lame. You know what it is? And um, it's because of the fact that. I'm on my laptop. I mean, not on my laptop. So let's let's disclose here really what's happening. First, let's just start from the beginning. Yeah. No, yeah. Yes. So I am trying to cobble together here workflow because I do not have my computer with me. Oh, my God. Which has been a kind of a bit of a challenge. And so I've had to use my like iPod, my iPod, my iPad 2, which is like I got when I turned 40. And how old am I now? 43. I don't want to say. 43. No. I think I'm 43. So it was my 40th day birthday. And as you know, Apple is not particularly great at making particularly iOS devices that can happen and be used forever and ever and ever. So these are the show notes, uh, Jess. Hopefully I just sent them to you via Messenger. You did. Um, so just so you guys, just so you guys know, like just the thought of her not having her computer, I told her and I still feel itchy. Yeah. Like, I'm so uncomfortable that she doesn't have her computer for, like, three days. And I can't even think about it without getting upset. It's like watching the news. Like, I can't even handle it. Yeah. So it's it's been a challenge, although I can do absolutely everything that I, you know, in order to, to do my personal work on the, on the iPad, which is great. I, you know, I've got a workflow and that's awesome. The thing is that it takes, a, like, extra, an extra... Oh, eight times as long. Yeah. Sure. It takes a little bit longer to do stuff. And then when it comes to, like, the, the certain things of sharing... Google Docs, even though I have them right in front of me, getting the link for whatever reason, I did the same thing with Rob. I sent him a link and he was like, that was not the right link. And I'm like, wait, I just picked it. <laughs> yeah. So um, thank you for letting me know. So these, hopefully you have the title because it says episode 71 right at the top. Yes. As always. And um, it, yes, I have it now. Okay. And so then. And I gave you most of these links, so it's not like I have to. Right. I don't have to go back and. And so I added like all the other stuff in case. I've read it to. already. So Yeah. Okay, good. All right. I'm opening them all So right anyway, now. that's what's been happening. And so it has been a little bit of a challenge for me to be able to easily kind of comment on these show notes and also be able to share things with people. And so it's making a little bit crazy. So Do you have a like a, an iPad keyboard? That would probably have helped a little. I do. Absolutely. 100%. I've got it right in okay. front of me right now. Okay. It's just that the iPad it itself helps. is so... Slow. Yeah, it's not a computer. It's yeah, so slow. It's just in transitioning. Yeah. Like if I wanted to send you that link, you know that link I just sent you via Messenger. It's all on the iPad, but for me to transfer from Google Docs to uh, to Messenger took much longer than if I would have just had my computer. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So even though it's possible. So anyway, so we are actually going to start talking about women, and and yes, Jess shared uh, the majority of these links to me, and I just thought like it, it became a narrative between us in the past week. Um, and it all started with the amazing Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah. But before we do, we have a mini break to become a woman in a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> so are you up for um, – I will read – I will actually read the the serious part and then maybe you can read 
the woman the woman in a the meeting. woman in a meeting response. Okay, so no, it's not the response. It's the same oh, way the of same saying. Way of, that's right. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah, the same way it's of saying how a woman in a meeting would say famous quotes. <laughs> Which is hilarious. Because this totally so leads sad. into the conversation with the Jennifer Lawrence thing. Yes. Um, so uh, let me see if this iPad will like load here in a second. So because there are these incredibly famous quotes by men that are very succinct and powerful and, you know, direct. And then the way a woman would say it. So I will begin. I will begin with uh, <laughs> with the first one. And this is, guys, this was on the fashion, Washington Post. Give me liberty or give me death. Dave, if I could, I could just – I really feel like if we had liberty, it would be terrific and the alternative would just be awful. You know what I mean? That's just how it strikes me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here we go. Um, so let's so just saying it. I have a dream today. I'm sorry. I just had this idea. I mean, it's probably crazy, but look, as long as we're throwing things out there, I sort of had an idea or a vision maybe about the future. (laughs) (laughs) These are fun. Oh my God, we have to do one more. such a good idea to play them out. Okay, hold on one second. This one's my favorite one, I think. Wait, wait, let's go down to, um, I mean, there's one of them that it will be like, that's really, really, oh my God, let's do the last one because I think that that's like... Great for our transition. The last one. Here we go. I will be heard. Sorry to interrupt. No, no. Go on, Dave. Finish what you had to say. <laughs> <laughs> that's just so genius. I know. Oh, my God. Because honestly, that's what Jennifer Lawrence was talking about. She had this article where she she basically then just said now that she's done. She's done making excuses for not being paid as much as men are, right? And uh, and part of it, I think, is that as women, you know, I will read a little bit about this too, but as women, you know, some of our currency is beauty, charm, charisma, you know, all of those things are somehow uh, the way that we kind of get our way, if you will, to some degree. And she was, um, she mentioned this. She said, I am over trying to find the adorable way to state my opinion and still be likable. Fuck that, Lawrence writes. I don't think I've ever worked for a man in charge who spent time contemplating what angle he should use to have his voice heard. It's just heard. Um, And she goes to address the American hustle situation directly, saying that she didn't push in contract negotiations for fear of being seen as spoiled, difficult, or a brat. Words Sony execs used to describe Angelina Jolie in a leaked emails. And Lawrence also wonders if she's being conditioned to speak in a manner that doesn't offend or scare men in hopes of keeping her charming Hollywood persona intact. So I know that I felt that way. You know, that there's certain thing that uh, a perception of being charming and charismatic and mm-hmm. whatnot. And it's nice how she addresses that because she's, you know, because it's true. It's like we've, we try to find ways to sound adorable or cute or I'm sorry. I, uh, what do you think about that? You know, we always end up with stuff like that rather than just landing a thought. I mean, I particularly do not go out of my way to do those things. And I think it's hurt me. I'll say that. Hmm. Like I, I, I am competitive enough to always want to play equal and it has dinged me for sure in certain situations and made me look bitchy or made me look greedy or made me look um, pushy. 
I mean, I'm saying this is how it made me look as if I already know what the other person is thinking, but I've been, I mean, I've been told as such or treated as such. And so I know that that's what it do. But I think, I think J-Law is in a different situation than you and I are in that she's still relatively new and she's still very young. And I right. think those two things definitely played into her when she says like keeping her charming Hollywood persona intact, like she wouldn't give a shit about that if she was 40. Oh, yeah. But she yeah, said yeah, totally. she said a few weeks ago, she said something in a clear, no bullshit way. And the man she was working with said, whoa, we're all on the same team here. And she was shocked because she was like, what the hell did I say? That was like <laughs> offensive. <laughs> like All day, she says she sees people speaking their opinions. She gives mine in the same way. And you'd have thought she said something offensive. And like that I get all the time. I feel that way all the time. I don't know that I necessarily want to change how I express myself differently but I do feel that a lot that like men are just like okay slow down there cowgirl and I I can't stand that but at the same time like she's under you know she's it, when she was negotiating American Hustle I think she was like under 25 that's true right I mean aside from Hunger Games it's really like her only thing like American Hustle and the other one Silver Linings Playbook are the only thing she's really done like to go up against I don't know, like, who was also an American Hustle? Christian Bale, who's in everything. Like, she probably was just like, okay, I'm just lucky to be in the movie. Well, so, okay, so here's a conversation from somebody who's been in, not obviously in her shoes whatsoever, but who has been a part of, yeah, right. of the, 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 the way that Hollywood works, right? Because, and this is why, this is one of the reasons that I quit. I felt completely powerless, and I really, really lacked the skills of stepping up for myself. Basically, you know, when I would say, when my agents would call me and say, like, you have this audition coming up and I would, and I would read, you know, the, whatever the, whatever the breakdown of the roles were and you're going for this, with this role and I would read it, I would read the project, I would read the role and I was like, I don't want to do that. Like my instinct was like, that's not me. I don't want to do it. I didn't really want to do daytime TV. Like that's, you know, like uh, right. soap operas. And I, I just, I didn't, I, I honestly didn't want to do it. And then I declined. I finally got the, you know, the hushpa to say, no, I, I will not take chutzpah. it. Hushpa. whatever. <laughs> and so when I uh, said no, then my manager said, okay. And then I got a call from my agents. My agents have never called me before. Oh I got a God. call from my agents directly. And they said, basically, you have no clout. You will take what we give. You will <gasps> just go. Holy that crap basically on a cracker. What they said. And so then I was like, okay. And I honest, I had no, you know, again, I was, I was much older than Jennifer Lawrence, but I had never been in this before. So it was like, well, I guess I have to do that then. And then it was me like, okay, I'm going to book this job so I can show them that I can book da daytime TV. And there I have more power to say no. But really... I think that it keeps happening. I also had my agents turn down uh, theater opportunities that came my way and basically say no for me without even letting me know because if I would have done a theater show somewhere outside of Hollywood, it would have taken me away from being able to audition for things that really pay money because theater pays like a third possibly unless you're doing a Broadway show or even less of what a, a TV and movie you know deal, even if it's like a day, would pay. So, yeah. you know, there's that stuff and that I didn't know. And it was really defeating. I didn't have the skill set. And also the other thing that – because we have another link here because uh, Mr. Cooper uh, was able to sort of like he stood up for her to be able to say, 
hey, you know, everybody deserves, basically, I want to negotiate my rate now whenever I go to, to negotiate for a movie with my female co-star so that everybody kind of gets the same, right? That's what he mm-hmm. said. But he also called attention to her representation and saying- Which is, by the way, his representation. Right. And so- Did you know and, that? And I know. And that's why it was bigger, because you are absolutely right. There is like, somebody else is speaking for you. Somebody else is your liaison between to negotiate these things. And for the most part, agents are incredibly skilled at selling. They know how to talk. I mean, they, they've got all the skill set that actors don't. So mm-hmm. why can't they back- they're, they're women. Why can't they just, they know how much money everybody else is getting. Why can't they get it for you? Yeah. So it's not even, the whole woman thing is, is kind of taken out. Meaning if you have a problem, if Jennifer Lawrence has a problem negotiating her own stuff, her agents and managers should be able to do it for her. Like I would hire somebody to negotiate things for myself if I couldn't, if I felt like I was not skilled on it. I would rather have a conversation with you, Jess, and saying, hey, will you pretend that you're my agent? <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> and I can, I we can have a conversation and you say, you know, like, how much money do you want? And I'm like, I want this much money. And then you go do it because it's somehow, I don't know, it'll be so much easier for me to say that to you and then have you do it for me than it is. That's what agents are supposed to do. Yeah. That's right. right. Yeah. And I think it's easier to negotiate for a friend. Than it is for yourself. Oh my God. Yeah. I, w- I, I mean, when we've been talking about <laughs> all this kind of like business stuff? money stuff from you, <clears throat> I'm like, give me the phone. Gosh darn it. For, for the people that are want to work with you, I'm like, give me the phone. I know. I will get you the money. Gosh darn it. Because <laughs> it's making me, you know, it's like I feel like for, for whatever reason, I have no, like, I have no fear about selling you. I have no fear about getting what you deserve. Whereas if it's right. me, I'm like, uh, maybe I can do it. For- That's how I feel about you. I know. That's hilarious. We should be each other's negotiator. I know. We should totally partner. go like, you need to talk to Elsie. You need to talk to Jess. I don't do my own. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That's so funny. You know, at first when I read Cooper's um, response, you know, maybe it's because he's got those piercing blue eyes, but I was kind of <laughs> like, That's so nice. He's coming to her rescue. And then when I sat down, to talk about it right now. Yeah. I was kind of like... Oh, and, and, oh, sorry, guys. It's Bradley Cooper, by the way. Just Yeah, Bradley sorry. Cooper. I was kind of like, leave it to a man to fucking try and come to the rescue. Oh, right. Well, but who else? I kind of got mad. I was like, you know, since I was little, I've never appreciated when guys try to help me with stuff I can do myself. And like, I am known for that. My husband hates this about me because I'm always just like, I can do it! And even as a kid, like, I used to go to... I used to have to go do my homework after school at my mom's friend's house. And when, oh boy, this kid was a year older than me in school. And if he tried to help me with my homework, so help me God, I would be like, get your eyes away from my box. Oh my like I hated it. <laughs> I'll do it myself. Like who, who is he to think he can? Anyway, so when I sat down, I don't know, the ordinary part of me is just like, she will learn to do it herself. She is young. You are not Bradley Cooper. You're freaking pushing 40 brother she's not even pushing 30 give her some time you know yeah that's what i think i mean she looks older and plays older but she's she's a baby right she really is that's part of what i think as women we we all go through at work we all go through the i was playing young i was not negotiating properly because i'm green i was afraid to 
say what I thought. But rounding 30, you get a little more comfortable and a little more ballsy. By the time you're 40, you're just like, no, bitch, you'll be paying me this. Yeah, no, you're right. I also think that there's an extra layer, obviously, in, in Hollywood. And I remember being called green. I mean, I remember I was like, what does that even mean? Because oh, at course. that time, I didn't, I honestly you're didn't right. know what green was. Like, and then how do you make of, yourself not yes. green? Like, how, how, how do you, like, my question when I heard that concept was, how do you, it says like, oh, she's green, or like people could tell she's green. And I kept going, what is how do can they tell give me how how what the what's the tell what's the tell of being green like what's the yeah. is it because somebody else called in and said you have to give her a chance she's green you know mm-hmm. so is that already like set up that way and also in terms of the hollywood experience at least the one that i have there's so much secrecy that goes on there's like you know somebody had a phone call with somebody else and then they had this and then there's all of this stuff that's happening that you're not privy to and then you just get the end. You, you you get the contract. You basically get a list, and this is where you're going to go. This is how you're hired. This is how what we got you. You know, we got you this. Um, you know, this is where you're going to be your, your trailer. And this is this. We couldn't get that. And I remember when my manager would come back and she would say, like, I'm sorry, I, I only got this size trailer for you because of X, Y, and Z. And you're going to have to be here, not there. And I was always like going... I didn't even know that I had a choice. You know, it was like, if you would have, I wouldn't have walked into my movie set and gone like, why is my trailer so small? Like, I have a trailer. That's cool. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I wouldn't have been, like, there's so much information that I have no idea about that you don't really know that you can negotiate. So there's all of this other stuff that I guess that's what makes you green. You kind of learn that you can do that later on. Yeah. I don't know. But but yeah, and I guess... So I'm sure there's some level of sexism to it, for sure. I don't want to say that there isn't. I'm, there definitely is. I'm, men probably do get to move up faster in the ranks. And actually, I can give you a perfect example of that. When I worked at Subaru, there were three people on the on the website like team. The, the marketing department is huge. But the website marketing side of it, not IT, wasn't that huge. It was me as a contractor... My coworker, Lori, who, by the way, was an intern in that department. And when I met her, she was, um, let's see, this was f- seven years ago. So I was 33. So she was like 26. Okay. And she had interned there, which means she had already almost worked there like 10 years. And she was like copy editor and basically, you know, strategist. And she, we had a boss who was only two years older than me, by the way. And then, you know, I left two years later. So at this time, she's like 28. Now she's definitely worked there like 10 years. And um, I was just like, you should really be the boss because you've been here so long. You know, every part of this department, like you should just have somebody work under you. You make all the decisions. I mean, our boss basically checked out. What did they do? No, they hired a man to be her boss. And she's gone through probably two or three, maybe four. Since then, they just promoted her this year five years later so now she's worked there 15 years before she could be one promotion up one and i mean yeah now i mean how old is she now so if i'm 40 she's 30 she's the age i was when i was there but still i mean that's ridiculous right she's known that that department and run it practically by herself for years maybe because it's a car company maybe she wasn't negotiating properly maybe she didn't go out for the job i don't know because i haven't been there in five years but i'm just saying like she waited a pretty long time to be the boss it's ridiculous 
Yeah. You know, but it's also it's it's so much it's easier said than done, Jess, in a lot of different ways. I mean, even if we, you know, I do I have to admit, I mean, it's very challenging for me to just be straight up about stuff a lot better now. And I think that maybe, you know, obviously I wasn't raised with the skill set that I'm trying to give my daughters now to be able to do what I wasn't kind of allowed to in the culture that I was raised in. So mm-hmm. that didn't help. And in addition, who I am, I'm a, I'm very shy already and naturally introverted. So there's all of this extra stuff that was a little bit more challenging for me. So I've had to really be aware and continue to be aware about how I don't stand up for myself and how I allow things to kind of fall off of me. And my response is to do it anyway, but not ever address the issue. So like the way that I ended up going to grad school. That's like a perfect example of it. I, you know, my parents were really, really, really overly sort of like, um, they didn't allow me to do much of anything. And the only way that I could do things was to just do it or push through it. And so what I did is when I applied for grad school, mind you, so one of the most prestigious, you know, grad schools in the nation at that time, they had their auditions in San Francisco. And I didn't tell them. I didn't tell them that I left to go to San Francisco to do this audition. I completely and utterly lied to their face. They didn't know that I was there. It was only like for a weekend. And I auditioned and I came back. And then when I came back, I got a call back. And they were only only calling back like 24 people nationwide to go to Colorado for a three-day audition weekend. And for that three-day audition weekend, again, I did not tell my parents. I was flying to Colorado to do this. And I went through for the 24. And then like before I left even Colorado, they had called me on the phone and they accepted me. And so it was three women and five men that were accepted that year. And I got told on the phone that they wanted me. And I was like, oh, my God, that's crazy. I mean, you know, but I never told them that I'm doing. And then all of a sudden I called my mom basically and said, oh, mom, by the way, I'm moving to Colorado in like three months for three years because I got accepted to this grad school program. Like she had no idea, Mm -hmm. no clue, because I knew that I was going to get resistance from asking permission. I was going to get like, why would you want to go do a, you know, a theater degree or whatever I, I came up with my head. They'd said no to me so many different times in my life that I was like, I'm going to just follow through on this and not have that sort of guilt that I would always feel from them when they asked me like, well, what about this? Well, what about this? I don't know if that's the best choice for you. I, don't, I was just like, forget it. I'll just do it. And then they had nothing to say to me. When I came back, I'm like, I got accepted. This is a prestigious program. Three women nationally have been accepted. I'm one of the three. Hello. It's amazing. Right? So then I knew they would say no. I, I knew that they, w- they couldn't say no So because of that. So I just kind of did that. But I wish that I would have had, you know, so I, I kind of developed bad habits about that. I just do things. And I don't let mm-hmm. people in on the conversations. And it gets me in trouble. It's huge, bad for me because I can't speak up. I'd rather just do it. Well, so what do you, how do you fix it? I'm trying, dude. I'm trying. Every time that I like want to do my little hidey thing, meaning hide, I hide until there's no other choice but the one that I want you to make for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> until it's like, I'm trying to not do that anymore. And it's, and, and it's very challenging because I'm kind of sneaky about it. You know, if I want to do something and I know that I'm going to get resistance, instead of having a grown-up conversation, therefore my stance on being grown-up, Instead of having a grown-up conversation, I go out of my way to sort of like 
hide things. And then at the end, it's like the person that is the one that I'm kind of selling this to cannot say no because I have made all of this other plans around it. You know, I'm flying to Paris to do a movie. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's mm -hmm. like, oh, when? Tomorrow. So there's no, <laughs> you know what mm -hmm. I mean? There's no like, well, can we discuss this? I mean, is this the best choice for everybody involved? You know, there's no none of that. It's, and so that's bad. That's bad for me. I think. Yeah. So. That's interesting. <laughs> I know you're like, <laughs> what is she going to come up with me? <laughs> is she going <laughs> to, what is she going to say to me next? No. But anyway, that's, that's one of the ways that I kind of fought uh, not being able to speak up for myself in situations like this is that I just stopped. And I don't think that that's viable. I think that as women, we need to also be very good at just from the get go being open and just stating our our positions from the beginning yeah i'm terribly passive aggressive as well is not with you but i have to force myself to be you know but i i don't like to i don't know you probably don't see that i'm not like that in the facebook group at all but i am i don't like to tell people i don't like to tell people like i don't want to work with you like we were talking about this yesterday like i like I was on the phone with someone who didn't want to pay me for my services. She she wanted to like trade for something and I couldn't even really get a handle on what it was she wanted to trade for. And you're like, don't do it. <laughs> you need cash. What are you doing? And I wasn't going to do it, but I didn't know what to say. Like, I don't know what to like. This person is a natural gabster and they kind of can talk their way probably into anything. Yeah. And I think that we have to be very wary about that because there's some people who are really good at that. Oh my God. But she, she was doing stuff like, you know, what you really need is, a, you know, what a team, everything works better with collaboration hmm. and we can just be on the same team and then we can help each other out because your skills are so different from my skills. And I mean, you know, they, they just know how to say things that you say yes to. Yes, that's true. Yes, absolutely. But then the question itself never got asked. Like, so are you into doing this or not? Like she was just like, well, I'll put together some of my ideas and then you can put together some of your ideas. And I was like, all right, um, sure. Oh my gosh. Well, not, I mean, cause what I really would have liked to say is I don't exactly know what you're asking me, but this service costs this amount. And if you want, I'll put together a proposal. Yeah. And see, that's, that's something that I feel is even from the other side of people, you need to just be straight up and ask for what you want too, instead of, you know, tap dancing around stuff. Because I. Yeah, because I started to not understand what she even was suggesting. Yeah. I don't even know where I read this, but there was an article about somebody who had. He was complaining about uh, somebody else not responding to his inquiry about hiring her for business, right? It was, it seemed mm -hmm. like he met this uh, woman who was uh, some kind of marketing consultant or something along those lines for like small businesses. And he thought, well, oh my gosh, I think I need that for my business. And then she got, you know, he got her card and then he proceeded to send her an email. And, and but the email was so open-ended with something like, hey, it was so great meeting you the other day. I would really talk about how we could work, not not even work together, but I wish we could, uh, something like uh, about how we can collaborate with one another or how we, something along those lines. And he, what he meant was that he wanted to hire her. There's a difference between how we can collaborate mm -hmm. and 
hey, I want to hire you, right? Yeah, That's right. like a big key to me. It's like if I'm going to – if I want – like I immediately if, – if I want to hire you, Jess, I can say like how much does it cost for you to design, you know, this, right. this infographic or how much w- right. would you pay, pay me for, to, 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 for two sessions, you know? Right. Right? That's how I would approach now if I'm thinking of somebody. I wouldn't go like, so what do you think? How, how can we collaborate? How, could, how can we work together? Working together to me seems like working together. I'll be honest work with you. Together. I don't even really like that question. How can we work? That's what together? I'm saying. Because, That's like, I don't know what inevitably that means. someone is someone is approaching you to work together because you have something they need, not the other way around. Right. So they either want to hire you or what? I mean, what? Every time I hear, let's figure out how we can support each other. I they already well, yeah, know how I can like, support them. I think that that's what it is. And that bugs the crap out of me because it's just like, why would I want to call to see how you can support me when you have not given me any evidence that you or even suggested what it might be that you can do? It's because they don't want you to say no till you're on the phone because people know it's harder to say no to someone on the phone. Yes. I just sent an, uh, you know, to um, Erica Liramark, I sent a a link, Erica Liramark from LBD.com. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's about how like creative people say no or something like that from boing, bong, boing, mm-hmm. boing, boing, and, um, done that <laughs> boing, boing. It's not very boing. hard. It's called stressed, overwhelmed, just say no. And it has all of these different like actual pictures of letters and parag- and like telegrams and things of famous people saying no. And I got to read the one that E.B. White wrote. Oh my God. It's the best it's the best. She said, I'm going to have to steal that, but now I'm letting everybody know. So everybody has to steal it. So this is what, <laughs> this is what it says. It says, Dear Mr. Adams, thanks for your letter inviting me to join the Committee of the Arts and the Sciences for Eisenhower. I must decline for secret reasons. Sincerely, E.B. White. <laughs> <laughs> secret reasons. Yes. I mean, no, no debating that one. No. Is that not the coolest thing ever, though? I mean, I was just like, I love so that good. for secret reasons. And they have like all of these other letters in there that have – it says that. how to say no, like in, in with great uh, creativity. I need that. You know? So it's like it's super, super – for secret reasons. I love that because then at the end you're like, for secret reasons. <laughs> I mean – What are they? <laughs> now she's mysterious. I know. When really the secret is she just doesn't want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I need that. Oh book. my god, it's hilarious. Book? I have to sh- I have to send you the link for that as well because it's just it's so, so fantastic the way that you. Well, because then I need it because I am the worst at saying no. Oh my god, but it's also you have to, and I'm gonna put the onus also not just on us that are on the receiving end, but also on the asking end. Like, just be clear what you're asking for. I mean, if you really want to work with us, like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Do you want to interview us? Do you want to do a sponsorship with us? Do you want to do some kind of trade? And if you want to do a trade, like, what is it? Like, what are you offering? What are you offering? Yes. Like, what is it? Are you, and it's got to be detailed, not like, hey, I will introduce you to my people. <laughs> like, I don't know. What does that even mean? Yeah, I don't, I have my own people. <sighs> so anyway, whatever. So um, now switching conversations here, uh, Mm -hmm. kind of staying on the same kind of line, because we've had this conversation. It was so funny how you were talking about in the last episode that we had, uh, basically, we didn't get to the Jennifer Lawrence 
conversation because, you know, we were talking about other things. And and then you said, well, it's not going to get solved anytime soon. (laughs) And I just thought that was really funny. And it's, and it, but it poignant at the same time, there was another article and this was from Kate Blanchett and she was basically asked base again, you know, let me read you a little bit of the article. Every time there's interesting, complex roles played by actresses on screen, someone says, do you think this is a breakthrough? And does this mean there's going to be more of the same? And Blanchett told reporters, we seem to find ourselves in the same conversation, and they're somehow remarkable. Um, so, yeah, right. I, I love the way she. Talks, I know. I think so haughty. Uh, she's of, of course. I think there's a swath of great roles for women, and certainty. Uh, there's some wonderful female performers. She continued. It's just time to get on with it, really. <laughs> so, because it's like you know, we all have the same. It's the same conversation yeah. over and over and over and over again. Wouldn't that be the suckiest thing ever? I mean, in all honesty, I know that we're talking about women in podcasting, and that's kind of like our thing. But I would hate to be going on everybody's podcast show, like somebody introduced, you know, wants to interview us or me or you, and the first question. So, are there women in podcasting, and should there be more? Like, yeah. I mean, it would get me – after a while, I think the conversation needs to change. Yeah. I mean, after a while, you would think that it would – I mean, yes, but there still aren't that many women. I mean, there are, but I don't know. I think I that they're, they're not just not prevalent. being seen. That's what I'm saying. I'm changing the conversation to not about, like, how come there's not that many women in podcasting to they're just not being seen. Mm-hmm. People are focusing on the same people over and over and over again, and they happen to not be women. So it's, I don't think that it's about how many women are not podcasting. It's about how we are still just showcasing the same people and giving them the same, you know, accolades without anybody doing any extra research to find a different conversation to have. Yeah. Like the same business, like top business podcasts in Inc and Forbes and Success Magazine. And they're always the same. Like you think you've written something new and different, but you have not. Right. And so that's. I've used. Yeah, you're still listing Tim Ferriss and Entrepreneur on Fire. We've read this article. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Keep on keeping on. But like, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. I, I don't find that conversation as boring as the one in Hollywood, but I do think that like, I do see a. Sh- I mean, Bridesmaids, that movie did start a shift of women driven comedies that we didn't have before. Do you think so? so? Yeah. Yep. Truly, truly? Truly, truly. That was the first time that a women-driven comedy with like, I mean, the men, I think total three lines per character, a women-driven comedy. And it was box office smash on in both genders. It was legitimately, you know, funny and, and hail. And I think, I don't want to say Emmys, but I mean, uh, but definitely went won Golden Globes. Yeah, since then there's been a bunch, and I think that the, that movie is why Kristen Wiig wrote it and started it. I mean, the other, what other? Oh, I mean, the only one other one I can think of is Nine to Five, with like with Lily those, Tomlin yeah. and Jane well, Fonda. Yeah, and there's those are still comedy, you know, comedy ones That's as a, well. And yeah, but they're few and far between. It's like as soon as Bridesmaids came out, then there was like a bunch driven by Melissa McCarthy. 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's a little bit of a different playing field, I think now. And actually, on Saturday Night Live, the women are the ones that steal the show, not the men. As of now, absolutely. As of now, yeah. You know, I've been because now I'm finished with my Downton Abbey obsession because I'm done mm-hmm. with season five now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm now onto my new obsession. I think I forgot. I I can't. Say- Is it SNL? Huh? No. Is it SNL? No, it's not SNL. What is it? It's Mr. Sick. What's his name? Mr. S- I can't even say his name. Mr. Selfridge. Mr. Selfridge. I don't know that one. So Jeremy Piven. He is like the owner of a very oh, – oh, oh, like oh. Kind of like the Woolworth, Woolworths um, in London. Like it's a – he's an American that goes into London in the early 1900s and he um, starts a shop. But it's interesting because at first I thought – I honestly thought it was going to be about him, of course, right? Because that's the name mm-hmm. of the thing. And right. the more that it goes on, the more that the story is all about the women in the show. And it's all about when they started, you know, like there's so many different crazy things that I didn't even know. Like if you were a shop girl, if you got married, you couldn't work anymore. Like you just couldn't have a job. Like if you, yeah, if you got married, you can't work there. What? I know. And if you have like an affair or if you have a relationship with the person that you're working with, you have to like basically stop working and get out i know so there was either like you either get married or you have a job like there's no there's no in between there's there's no like you can't have a, your your job and be married at the same time and i was just like what are you kidding me that's probably why there was so much infidelity if i had to guess well yeah you would think so and then but anyway but this has been a, a really huge thing because also when the war started the women had to take over all the men's jobs you know and they had to change their their clothing had to be a little bit different and there's just so much in that show that is beautifully depicted to to see women and what they can do and how they can stand up for themselves and and all of these societal things that they're not allowed to do because it's just unseemly to do certain things and I just was like how weird is it to to not be able to work because you fall in love it just makes my like I can't even understand I can't wrap my head around that well right why are they even related right exactly what do they have to do with one another so yeah. it's just it's very very strange. So I'm just bringing that up, but just because of the fact that you, we we were still kind of thinking about, I think that there's still remnants of that, of course, as we're chatting here. And yeah, there are. I mean, there. I mean, to Kate's point, it's true. Like the whole rules for women thing. I mean, that's just stupid. Right. It's stupid. Oh, and like Melissa McCarthy has made some pretty scathing comments about like. You know, anytime, God forbid someone asks her about whether or not she's trying to lose weight or if she's lost weight, just run. Because she's just like, you didn't ask him about his weight and why are you at, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, because you shouldn't be asking her that. You shouldn't be asking her about who cares how much she weighs or whether or not she's trying to lose weight or if she's, I mean, just shut up. Who cares? It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. It absolutely is ridiculous. (laughs) Because you don't, could you imagine like, what is his name? Anything to do with John Goodman. Is that his name? Like, what are like, yeah. could you imagine going up to him and like, hey, <laughs> so are you, you know, doing anything to lose weight? <laughs> yeah. What's up? Did you lose a few pounds? Good for you, John. Oh, yeah. you, or did you gain? What, what, you know, are you doing a show where you have to like gain some weight? <laughs> yeah. What? Who cares? But I, now there's a, another big shift though, Jess. Have you heard that about, um, 
Who was it? Oh, oh my gosh. What's her name? Gosh darn it. She just got a part that was written for a man. Oh, Sandra, Sandra Bullock. Bullock. That's right. And because because what happened was she was being given scripts and she didn't find them interesting. So she asked her agent to send her scripts that they were sending to male parts, like male leads. And she found one that she liked and asked them to turn it into a female role. And they did for her, which is like now a big deal because the character is supposed to be a man and she plays it so well. And I mean, I guess that's unprecedented that you just decide this guy is going to be a chick. Well, I think that it happened. You can't do that if it's a love story. Right. (laughs) Right? Like it's going to have to still be a dude. But um, yeah, but she's kind of like a political um, PR person. And yeah, that doesn't have to be gender specific. No, but that, that's been happening for forever, too. And there's resistance from that, too. I remember, you know, of course. Well, like, it happens with color. Does it really happen with gender? What do you mean? Oh, yes. Well, because, okay. So in Shakespeare stuff, like the, the women, women's roles in Shakespeare are very few. I mean, even mm. when we were casting. What are you talking about? Wait a minute. No, they're not. Yes, there are. Whenever we were casting, even for when I was in grad school, we had to do. Obviously, we had to do Shakespeare. I think every year we had to do a Shakespeare show, a Shakespeare play, or maybe it was the second year. I can't remember. But every time that you chose, there were five men and three women. And the reason that there were only three women versus the five men is because there weren't enough parts for women in most plays. So that you couldn't, because we did the the show as as a class. And most of the parts were, there were at least... Or minimally. Oh, yeah. There's like a hundred dudes and like four yes. women. Yeah, I hear what you're and saying. And so then yeah, like you, okay. we had to be cast as, you know, leads because that was the whole point. We needed to be able to carry like strong roles. But really mm-hmm. there was only like one strong role. And then the other two, like there was the funny one and there was the ingenue. Right? Mm-hmm. There's always mm-hmm. like that. And it was just mm-hmm. incredibly annoying. And so when we were doing the Shakespeare stuff, we, had to, we also had to do as part of our kind of like our thesis, like our main thesis, we had to create a one, one person show on a Shakespeare character. We had to do like a one hour piece, mm, only one so person. And we had to like create a piece around that that would carry. Right. And I was thinking like, what character do I want to do? What character do I want to do? And then none of the women resonated with me. So I picked Prospero from The Tempest. And Prospero mm. is like, sort of like Dumbledore in Harry Potter, sort of like the big wizard wisdom yeah 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 like kind of like that so that's what prospero was and i you know pitched that to my advisors and they were like oh you can't do that you wouldn't and basically this is what they said you can't do that because you would never be cast as that and i was like uh excuse me so i went ahead and did it anyway i just kind of created it around that and it was i i felt it was really strong i changed their mind and of course afterwards they were like oh my god that was so great but it took, you know, I just had to go on a limb and kind of play that. And of course, I changed her into a mystic. She was like a, a, a magical, older, you know, amazing woman, a magical person. Um, but <laughs> but it worked out. But I had to fight for that. It's like I was thinking, like, why wouldn't Prospero be a woman? It's like there's not even an elite. There's not even a husband and wife in there. It's only like one person. It's like, yeah. So anyway, I just thought that that was like a. It's still happening. It's still happening. And there's so much more. It was, it became so much more interesting with women being in the behind the scenes. There was so much more that I had to think about. And then, you know, my daughter in that show, in the, in the play had to get, you know, she was getting married or she fell in love and all this kind of stuff. And there's a difference between 
a, a man, you know, dealing with their daughter falling in love and dealing in a woman, a mom dealing with their daughter falling in love and leaving. And there's all of this extra layered things, especially with what what the text said that I was just like, this is fantastic. This is so great. I can create a whole story about that. And Shakespeare doesn't give you all of that. So I don't know why people are not more creative about their casting. I could go on about this topic all day. Now that you brought up marriage, I keep thinking about like the stuff that he kept hearing when we got married and the stuff that I kept hearing when we got married. Like people would be like, oh, you're so lucky. He's got such a great job. I'm sure people asked him like, She's such a good mom. Like, oh, <laughs> do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, she she'll be a great mom, and she already has kids, and she, you know, and they're like, oh no, she can't cook. Well, that's okay because he can cook. Like, <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Sad, but I'm not. Wow. Yeah, I mean, when you get married, there's like all. I mean, especially in a Jewish marriage, there's all this like, what do you bring to the table for this person? And that roles are like so traditional. And did I ever tell you that um, <laughs> we moved into our house? My business was doing really well when we moved here. It was like three years ago, uh-huh. I guess, three years ago this fall. And um, I just remember his stepfather, who who may, may not be the brightest bulb anyway, but like he, he he I remember him coming to sit in our kitchen for dinner and he it was before we moved and he goes, I just feel a little concerned, Scott. Like, does your salary cover like – the mortgage like i'm worried that you guys are going to overextend yourself like you like your salary covers it right and i just looked at him and i was like what am i chopped liver (laughs) no i mean i know you work jess i mean i know you work i'm like you know i work (laughs) having your own you have your own business (sighs) how come you don't ask me if my salary covers it of course it doesn't but that's not the point It does, you know, but I mean, it's an even Steven here, man. Yeah. No. Oh, that just made me so angry. And I actually, they had to be trained too because they used to call me all hours of the day. Like, can I just stop by and do this or that on the porch? Can I leave this on the porch? Can I just pop over for, I have to pee. I'm down the street. No, I'm working. No. Finally, Scott had to yell at them. It's like me saying it wasn't enough. Yeah, it seems like there isn't that that that's not um, an easy thing for people to get into their heads. That is just as important. No, there's a certain level of gravitas. If he was the one that worked from home, it would be totally different. That's why it's annoying. Yeah, because if he worked from home, if he ran a business from home, I mean, first of all, he just wouldn't answer the phone. But second of all, like I I just think like they wouldn't even ask. They wouldn't even call. They wouldn't even bother. It's because I'm the chick that they think I'm sitting around here not doing anything. (laughs) Yeah. It's annoying. If they only knew how much many, you know, how many more hours I work for how much less money, they would be shocked between taxes and expenses. Like he doesn't have to pay any of that. He's got all this expensive. He's got, I'm like, the other night, Elsie, I was like, do you know OmniFocus? And he was like, yeah, I have all that crap for work. I'm like, dude, it's like $400. No, no. It's like after you add all that kind of, yeah, absolutely. That there's all of these things that kind of come into, come into it. Yeah. Yeah. That are already part Excuse of Excuse me. Mind you, you do have to pay v- versus, like, in terms of uh, privacy, you know, like you have to use certain programs. You can't use other programs and that kind of stuff, which is right. kind of annoying. Yeah, that is annoying. Oh, geez. Anyway. Yeah, so we're done with that. <sighs> I'm going to take a breath now. Because you got all wound up. 
All right. So I have, this is not in the show notes. Oh my God. I'm, I'm steering out of the show notes now. Since (gasps) we don't, are you going to be okay? I know. Isn't that crazy? Well, Hey, but before we do, I think we're going to have to address that entire topic for the rest of the episode and another episode because we've already talked for so long, but I have a question for you. Okay. Cause I've been kind of, I've been, I'm not sure how to deal with this and I'm super torn. Okay. Mm -hmm. (sighs) So I got a message from somebody that I know, uh, not totally well, but um, somebody that I had, uh, I was a, in a in a I was a teacher to them, so th- was a student of mine, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I got a message saying that she was kind of fighting for her life because her husband had um, uh, what do you call it threatened her life, and she's like fighting a staph infection and all this kind of stuff, and I was like. And that was it. And then she said something about I'm um, everything. I'm so thankful for the my life or something. And it's all due to you know God. God has been taking care of me or something like that. That was it. That was a, that was a message. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, first I thought, did somebody hack her account? Because you know, there's people who do that, right? Because they hack people's accounts yeah. and then they they say like, I'm in a bind. Give me some money. She did not ask for money. Yeah. But I was like, I don't know. Like, I'm so torn. Like, uh, meaning, what do you, what does she want? Like, I'm so confused. Like, do you want, like, I'm so sorry. And then. Why does she feel the need to tell you that? I don't know. Wait, can you, do you still have it? Like, can you read it to me or would you rather not? I would rather not. That was just sort of like, I'm just, but, and of course I'm already talking about it on the air here, but it was really, (laughs) it was really interesting because, so here's my conundrum. It's like, does she really need help? Like, again, be clear. Do you need help? Like, do you need help? Is your life in danger right now? Do you need help? Like, why are you telling me this? Is it not obvious because she told you and you haven't talked in a while? Yeah. I mean, it's like this. Yeah. If you had spoken to her yesterday and she sent that to you, would you then feel like, oh, my God, she needs help? Yeah. Well, of course. I mean, you have to be clear. But what kind of help? And then also, uh, this is like big. I mean, I've been in that situation. I've been on the other side of that situation. So I know how awesome it was for me to be able to get help when I needed help. How how well do you know this person? Not very. And it was a private message. Yes. It was on Facebook? Yes. Do we know this? I no. mean, like through business no. or whatever or personal connection? Dude, yoga. I'm a teacher. You're my yoga teacher. Oh, 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 oh right. Um, gee, I don't I know. know. That's what I'm saying. And so then I'm like, well, what does this mean? Do you want – what do you want? <laughs> like it's, it's like I was like, do you need support? Like where – how do I facilitate like – What's the, what, like, what's the, ex- did it seem like a form message? Like she cut and pasted? No, it, it, it didn't seem like a, f- well, it could have actually been, maybe it was like just reaching out to anybody, you know? And, and then I, I guess it's, it's just one of those things where I'm like, how do you support, like what, <sighs> I'm not sure. And that's why. How about you just write back and say, I just wanted to message you back and see if you're okay. Are you okay? Or did you need me? Right. And then just see what happens. All right. So. Because she may just say, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. That was my this. Or I was just feeling low. That I mean, you never know what's going to come back. But it could either be, no, I really need you. Or someone hacked me. Or can you help? You know. Right. 
it'll be bigger explanation. Right. I just know, That's pretty it, you weird, know, though. and from that, from that other side of things too, it's like when you accept, there's like, there's a certain level of, I don't know if drama is the right word <laughs> that you yeah. accept when you do step in because things are not, I can't, I can't say normal because again, I've been on the other side of things. It's like, you're, you're like taking people's lives and you're escalating them to some kind of TV show status or like some kind of scene from a movie that you didn't think you were going to be in. And I have mm-hmm. put my friends or even acquaintances. I actually put an acquaintance in a situation that was so like, I don't even know how he did it for me where I was like, hello, can you help? Because blah, blah. And he totally did, you know, and yeah. I just remember I'm, 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 ama- I'm amazingly sort of like in awe of that he did that. And I just don't want to put other people through that kind of stuff, especially when I don't know them that much. My best friends, you know, it's a whole other story mm-hmm. where I can I feel like I can go like I need I really need your help now today. Like this is what I need. This is what's happening with me. This is what I, mm-hmm. you know, hear. And and then when you was she detailed about what was happening? No, I don't know. I feel like I want to take it apart word for word, but I can't. I know. And then see, yeah. Tell me again. Tell me again. All right. So um, she's fighting <laughs> for her life. She and her kitty's life, but, uh, and she's holed up in kitty as in child or kitty cat? as in cat. Okay. She's okay. holed up in a hotel, um, and she has a, a staff infection because of the stress from repeated life threats from her husband. Ex, soon to be staff infection from threats from 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 stress. Um, oh, from right. stress of her husband repeatedly hurting, not her. hurting her, threatening, threatening to her. hurt her, and yeah, and then that's it. And basically, no. you know, he didn't show up for a court date, trying to get a restraining order. Now the next oh restraining order is and later. Um, hopefully, he'll show up for that. So a lot of detail and no request. Yeah, and then and then at the, I think the last night was everything I have is due to the glory of God or something like that. Something, she, but you don't know her, so you wouldn't have no, no idea if she was like that already right. or not. So then that is weird. Right? That last line is what threw that's me the off. last. That's the line that was throwing me off too. And so I was just because it's like if she hadn't added that in, I would have been like, oh well, here. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it- the last line, the religious part, is making me go like. All right, is she trying to convert me? <laughs> is she want me to like let her stay here? Like what's happening right yeah. now? Yeah. So that's why I was a little confused and then I thought like and I feel and then then I started to feel guilty like what if she's like really needs help and I'm sitting here analyzing everything trying to figure and then I don't help her. <laughs> and I should have. And then what are we coming to as a human society where we're like dissecting everything and trying to figure out what the best choice is instead of no, helping somebody? but wait somebody. a minute. But wait what? a minute. What are we coming to where we have to reach out to our yoga instructor right. okay. for freaking hell? All right. Come on. That's odd. Okay. You have no one else? Maybe not. I mean. But then maybe that's the question. Maybe I'm – remember how we were talking about in the last thing where the girl jumped off the building? Yeah. And then, like, what if she had? What if she reached out to her yoga instructor, and her yoga instructor was like, "I don't. I'm gonna wash my hands after this." Well, would she have done it in person or on Facebook? Because on Facebook, it seems a little weird, as we're discussing. Yeah. Like, does social media give us the right to? I don't know. Go outside normal social convention. 
when it comes to this stuff? Like she has no parents, no sister, no friends. Like you're the first contact. Does she think for some reason you would know the answer? Why would she think you would know the answer? Because you're a yoga instructor? Are you her yoga instructor? Is she local? Well, I was. I was. I was her yoga instructor. Does she know you're in Pittsburgh right now? And she's in Pittsburgh? I don't think so because the last contact that I had with her was in September via LinkedIn of all places. So, and then, then there's this contact, you know, and maybe, maybe that was just a blanket thing she sent to anybody who would, did you look on her profile to see if anybody like posted anything on her profile to see, like, remember I was telling you about that woman who was like, I was just close to committing suicide, but then I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did check. I looked and it seemed like she has had troubles, you know, but she hasn't been, she hasn't been like all over social media. Like it's not like she's airing everything okay. out it's very like you could read through every little post that something is going down so i do understand all of these different layers but then at this but this this is where i'm torn though it's like why am i questioning it so much like am i a really bad person for questioning no this, this is no, what i'm no. seeing it's like am i a really bad person and somebody like you know needs my help and i'm going well i don't know if i want to let this drama in my life you know, or is that a real serious, I mean, or is that like something that you really do have to think about? I mean, is, I, I'm going to open the door to a can of worms that I understand how deep the can of worms goes. And I know what people had to do for me. And you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it's like, am I opening this can of worms and allowing, like, it's not just me anymore. It's a fa- I have a family. And I understand, you know, and there was a point, you know, I mean, I, and in terms of um, any kind of threats and, and abuse and things, people can go crazy and death can happen and threats can be very real. It's not just me anymore. You know, like I'm allowing all of that possibility to come to my family. You don't know how crazy mm-hmm. people are. You know, you know, and especially when somebody's threatening your life. I mean, I've had I mean, I've you know, that's all all I'm saying is that that there were times when there were there was life threatenings and there were guns involved and, you know, people had to make decisions. And it was like, it's not something that you play with. But at the same time, she's basically a stranger. Yes. But does that matter? Yes. Of course it matters. I mean, I think it should. So it's kind of like, you know, I'm trying to liken it to a situation in real life. And I'm like, it's not exactly like pulling over for someone hitchhiking, but it's close. Because we don't pull over for hitchhiker. We're told not to do that. But what if we saw someone that we kind of looked familiar? You would pull over. And maybe t- give them a ride. Yeah. Would you let them stay at your house? I don't know. Would you let them use your phone? Probably. Would you spend the whole day helping them find a place to live? Probably not. Like it's there's levels of, again, social convention. But is that right? I'm only questioning it just to talk it through. I'm not like, but I'm saying like, is how right? can we dedicate ourselves to every person we see that needs a ride somewhere though? Unless you're a taxi driver, that doesn't work. <laughs> but maybe, but what I'm saying is like, we're messed up. Our society is totally messed up. We're totally like, it's into not ourselves. different than it was 20 years ago though. Again, I'm saying if someone knocked on your door and did this, you'd be like, uh, 
there's a shelter down the street. Would you? Wouldn't you? I don't know. I mean, it's hard because she was a student right. of yours. So, like, you do know right. her. You do know her. I'm trying to gauge what level of commitment that that obligates you to, though. Like, right. And then, see, here's where my question maybe I goes. Wouldn't. Like, maybe I'm people because we yeah. were talking about people and having issues, mental issues, mental health issues. Yeah. And like, I just don't know the level of mental health here. I mean, I don't understand, you know, I don't know. Right. I don't know from. And that's a whole nother ball of see, wax. See, I don't know like what level from which side to which side. You know what I mean? Like in terms of her or the the husband. The dude. You know, like I don't know well, what kind of crazy we're talking about or if there's any crazy or if it's really just, well, there has to be some level of crazy for life threats I mean, to be right. done. But, or perceived. Because see, then, then you don't know. It's like, is this a she having delusions? I mean, you never know both sides of the equation of anything, you know? Mm-hmm. You just can't. Let me let me just throw this into the mix and see how it catches your hair on fire, okay? <laughs> okay. okay, yesterday, my sister-in-law went to court because she was granted temporary custody of her ex-boyfriend's daughter. The ex-boyfriend has a drinking and drug problem, and he is in rehab, and he's, he, she was letting him stay on her couch even though they're not together because so she could have the daughter. And she was hoping that he would get his crap together and go get himself an apartment and they would share custody. The mother lost custody two years ago because she lives in a dump. She has two teenagers. She doesn't go to therapy. And like the little girl is like nine. Two years ago, she was like seven. Um, so Laura went to court yesterday to like, you know, to make sure that she could have guardianship for now. And the mom showed up. She hasn't seen the kid in two years. She hasn't done the stuff she's supposed to do in order to have any kind of visitation. And the judge was like, all I see is that you've neglected the kid for a year. So we're going to have to put this in mediation for now. Custody is granted to Laura and see you in mediation. If mediation doesn't work out, we'll bring it back to a court date. Fine, whatever. So then later that night, Laura sends me a link. The mother put up a GoFundMe (gasps) and it says – these people took <gasps> away my child two years ago. Help me raise the money to get her back. Oh, my. So what does that tell you? People are crazy. How many GoFundMes? How many GoFundMes oh. of disease and infection and heartache and hardship and help me? And I'm trying to raise money for my education and I'm trying to raise money because my kid is sick. How many of that? How much of that is bullshit? How would we ever know? People, she's got what? All right, so she's got 300 friends on Facebook. We don't know how well they all know her. Maybe all of it's friends and family. I mean, I'm not friends with her on Facebook, but I could tell you right now, like, I mean, if I was just, if if she was in my yoga class, I certainly wouldn't question it. I would send her 20 bucks. Right. Right? So, like, here's the same thing. Like, she's sending this to you on Facebook. She's not, and she's not doing it in a rational way. A rational person would say, Hey, I don't know if you can help me with something. I'm having like a domestic situation. Like, are you able to talk to me about it? Let's talk on the phone. Right. No, she's she's airing out her laundry on the front lawn and inviting you to come over and see how much it is. It's weird. Yeah. The way she's going about it, weird. And so does that mean that you're a bad person because you're analyzing it to death? I mean, I don't think so. It just means that you can't get involved with every person that you that reaches out to you online for whatever reason. Like there's another woman in who was like in my Facebook um 
I did this Facebook thing about how to be more personal on Facebook without being too vulnerable. Yeah, yeah. And she kept posting, posting like all this personal stuff. And then I was like, well, that might, you know, she was a life coach, but she had all these personal problems. And she was trying to be sound relatable. And I was like, honestly, if you're a life coach and your husband doesn't let you have a job or whatever, like that doesn't look good for you. Like don't post about that. Right. And then after a while, I couldn't take it anymore because it was just like the most ridiculous, like, like you're a life coach and your life is a mess. You're just a mess. You guys hate each other. You don't want to leave because of X, Y. Like she was just telling me all this drama every day and about how depressed she was and how miserable she was and how she couldn't see any way of fixing it. And I was just like, we are done here. I cannot. Hmm. I mean, you have to stop. Why would she tell me a person who's running a class about Facebook business? Like I see the connection in her head, but it doesn't go with mine. Like I can't – if every person in there told me about every personal problem and how to make it sound good on Facebook, I would kill myself. You know what I mean? Like you you can't kind of. Yeah. Well, I'm going to think about this. Maybe I can just like respond with uh, the best way she can get help wherever it is that she is because she's not here. She's not physically near where I am or I – you know. Something along those lines. And I mean, I would just say if you really need assistance, um, you, you know, let me know because I can't tell if this is really you or not. But, you know, just general assistance. Here's where you can find it. And if you need anything further, please let me know. I'm, a, I'm happy to help you if you really need. Me. Right. I don't know. I mean, it's hard. And, and, and not to like and, and again, you know, for all those of am, you listening. Am I too no, no, no. standoffish? I don't even no. know. See, now. I know this is what I'm, I'm – that's when I was like, are we, am I completely disconnected with my humanity now? Like that's really what I was thinking. But, I'm, but don't you have to have some kind of disconnection on some level to, to just function? Absolutely. But, but And I guess, you know, and then again, bringing it back to the last line about – the glory of God. It's not that. And, and that's the other thing. I completely understand faith. Like I'm not like, it's not like I'm labeling her a specific way or anything or that I'm not okay or, or w- with faith and the power of faith and, and God and all this kind of stuff. It's not that it's just the, that this it was very interesting. It was that phrase that really made me, and it, uh, you know, and I was raised Catholic. I know the way that everybody, I mean, there's so much, Christ and Jesus and and there's so it's it's in my blood as well right because that's what I was raised with so I understand that but there was something about that phrase that didn't make me feel it made me feel a little like it made me question like you said it made me go like this seems really weird rather than isn't it weird when you're when you're at a stoplight and someone comes up to you and says um I'm pregnant and I don't have money to buy food today can you give me $5 and you can't tell that they're pregnant like isn't that don't you think that that's why we don't like panhandlers right. that's why we don't like cold callers right. that's why we don't like hitchhikers because it's weird it's weird to just share with everyone your worst problem and ask for help from anybody who will give it to you I think that's weird hmm I think – I don't know. I feel like – don't you have one family member that's willing to help you? One person on this planet. And maybe some, some people don't. I mean I guess some people don't have one person. Yeah. I can't imagine a world where I don't have one person that I've met in my 40 years that would give me assistance. But now I'm thinking about my daughter – and her mental illness and how she's pushed so many people away. And like she could get to that point. But the point is she's mentally ill, people. Right. And so aren't these people a little bit as well if that's what they have to resort to because for some reason no one else on the planet 
will give them the assistance they need. Yeah. But yeah, yeah but at the, but I'm, but I, I guess I'm coming back to like how that level of responsibility. And then again, for being online, like people are going to look to us for advice. People are going to look to us for help. People, we are putting ourselves out there as leaders and people come to us for help. And I know that's okay. Well, I know, but what I'm, I, I, I know, but where's the line? Like, you know, that's, I'm not a, see, I have, I think I am born with this line. I think I have this like stoic Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, that's a shame. Oh, but at the, but okay. So what if you would have gotten this email though, from like somebody that you worked with, you know, that you, I, I, you know, that was a student of yours uh, in whatever, you know, whether it was in, in one of your courses that was, that was there, you yeah. know, that was there that you, not like you guys were like totally, totally close, but that maybe even hired you on a couple of times for like a one-on-one something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for a long, yeah, for a while, that has been, this is an ongoing thing, but you haven't, you know, they haven't been around for, you know, whatever, a couple of years or whatever. I think here's what I would write. Dear so-and-so, I hope this isn't a real message and your account's been hacked, but if it's not and you really need my help, um, could you please write me back and let me know because this message concerns me as I can't tell whether or not you're really in distress or if you're just reaching out and you're really reaching out to everyone you know or if you're specifically looking for me to help you for a specific reason. So if you could just let me know that you need me, we can, you know, move forward or whatever. Especially if it's somebody who's hired you one-on-one. I mean, I have people like that who I've worked with, but they're just clients. And like, yeah, if she was like, my husband is trying to kill me. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't know if it was – I really wouldn't know if it was real. And I would just write back and be like, if this is real, can you just let me know and then we'll proceed? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Because, I mean, I'd be willing to – I mean, yeah, there's some people that I I, – that, for example, that I did their website and like – Five years ago, and she lives in Philadelphia, and she's a nice lady, and she's Jewish, and she has like a clothing store. And if she wrote me something like that, like I'd be inclined to help her, but I'd need to know first if she, if it was really her. Right, right, right. All right, so here we go. Stay tuned, people. (laughs) Now that yeah, we've beaten that horse to death. I mean, I'd love to know what you guys. I know. In all honesty, all of us are podcasters. All of us get questions from audience. Yes. All of us have interaction with audience on a fairly regular basis. Certain fans are more apparent than others. What would you do if one of them was just like, um, I can't go on with life anymore? What the f- would you right. do? And also, you, you know like, what? We should ask. Ah, we should, I'm going to talk to, I'm going to reach out to <laughs> Helen Saltzman would. because her, her, I remember she, she wrote something like this on fate on our, on their Facebook group one time as well, because you know, her whole first podcast that she started is called answer me, answer me this. And the whole concept was around them getting questions and them answering mm-hmm. them on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Generally it's a comedy show, but she said she got some pretty serious questions that came in there. So I'm interested to see – I'm going to ask her and see if she can send some voice feedback I about that. I want to do a show like that. I think I'd be good at that. I'm sure you would be good at that. But then there's the implication of like do you have to now have a disclaimer? Like do we have to have a disclaimer like a, on our Facebook page? That says what? <laughs> that says – Don't ask us for anything don't... serious because we're useless? Because <laughs> <laughs> we'll analyze it to death and take you all down with us? <laughs> 
what disclaimer should we say? <laughs> exactly. If you take our advice, God help you. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, but honestly, yeah. guys, if you do have advice for me or like think I'm a total yeah. dork and I should have been like, you know, of course I'm going to help you. Your life is in danger without ever questioning it. Or if there should be some kind of process and like, how much do you allow this to come to your family? Because that's really my biggest concern. It's like if I was alone, meaning, I, you know, if I didn't have – Like I have a baby. Yeah, if yeah, I didn't exactly. have a family that it would impact because every choice that I make does not just impact me anymore. Before it doesn't matter. I could have done, and you know, I went to help my best friend when she needed me the most, and I flew to you know That's Europe. That's different. That is well, of course. But what I'm saying, friend. like even then, not a lady you sat next to in an right. airport one time. That's different. True. We have to have these levels of intimacy with each other because okay, like like you and I have an we've met a handful of times in person. But I would fly and help you if you needed me because I feel like I know you right. well enough where you're not messing with right. me, right? Totally. I mean, we know each other well enough, even though it's an online relationship. Right. Even though I've been your client. But what about somebody that was in our same 2011 group that we met that like barely ever posted? Like if she posted in that group and was just like, um, I'm feeling suicidal lately. I mean, yeah, we'd be like, oh, call this hotline. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're not going to, you're not going to fly there. <laughs> Because you don't know them that well. True. Yeah. <laughs> I would fly to you. Right. But there have to be levels. There just has to be levels. That's all. All right. So that's your question for today, guys. I think. And I think we're done. And people are going to write and go, Jessica is a cold. No, they're going to say like, Elsie is so <laughs> wishy-washy. <laughs> I'm never going to ask her for help. You're not wishy-washy. You're, gonna... <laughs> You're not wishy-washy. You are quintessential Aquarius oh is God. what you are. I'm sorry to say. It's true. Oh, geez. You want to save the world, but maybe not the people. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dude. Oh, my God. But what do you do about the people in it? That's every Aquarius I know, by the way. Oh, God. Dude, (laughs) I'm telling you. It's like, yeah, I'm. A bleeding heart, but not forever. Well, see, you know that I was thinking, and this is, I actually thought this. I thought, like, if I were a nun, I would not have questioned this. (laughs) I would have just. Been there. That w- Nuns aren't teaching yoga and no- friending people on Facebook. They are in church. She should have asked a nun. That is the point, though, Elsie. Okay. She should have asked a nun or a social worker or written her state governor. I mean, anybody is more qualified to answer this question other than you, who is states away, hasn't talked to her in months. Like, why you? That's why I'm so suspicious of it, you know? Unless she knows for a fact that you are the quintessential person to ask because you have experience in this area. Does she know that about you for some reason? I don't think so. Exactly. Then it's weird. Mm. You don't see people asking me this kind of advice. (laughs) There's a reason why. You just watch it. You better start making jokes about stuff so people don't take you seriously because that's the only way to get around in life. That's what I'm saying. Because I'm too serious and I call. Because people think you give a shit about stuff you don't. And that's what... It's a problem, obviously. It's a problem. But, uh, yeah, okay. It's a problem. <laughs> I think the problem is that nobody takes me seriously and people take you way too seriously. <laughs> Therefore. <laughs> and I would like to be taken more seriously and I think people need to back off of you a little bit. <laughs> I'm serious, actually. Oh, man. 
No, I am serious, though. Like, I don't know. I've never been able to figure out how to get even my own best friends to take me seriously and not just ask me to stuff so that I can show up and be the entertainment. But to, like, be there for me when I have actual problems and not just be like, oh, that's hilarious. You're so funny. And then (laughs) I never get that. And, like, you probably always get everyone's what they call tsuris in Yiddish, which means problems. Is that what Everyone's tsuris comes to you. Oh, man. You're like a tourist dump. Oh my god! You know, because of that reason, I purposely try not to do that to you. Well, no, but then there's there's also time and place again. Oh my god! But anyway, so we're no, you're right. We're, All right, we're not going to go down the the hole again. We're, we're yeah, it's time to stop. And we'll plus, stop we have now. so many things to discuss next episode. It's crazy. Yep. And we do. um, so but we do need your feedback because we want to add it into the show. So please email. Mm-hmm. Feedback at ShePodcast.com or you can leave us at SpeakPipe, SpeakPipe.com uh, slash ShePodcast. You have 90 seconds to give us what we need to hear. <laughs> and, <laughs> and if you want to email and you don't want to you know, have your voice on the show, which why wouldn't you, um, we will read your stuff and right. you let us, especially about you know whatever we talked about today that made you go like, I can't believe these girls or ladies or women are talking about this and they don't know what they're talking about. So if... Ouch. Ouch. So if you want some of that, you have to like let give us give we'll give you a platform, dudes. We'll give you a platform. So Yes. All right. You're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. I know exactly. <laughs> we are here for you. All right, yo. You're welcome. All right. Okay. Thank you for letting us vent about everything today. <laughs> okay. And please join the group, shepodcast.com forward slash group. And please follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash shepodcast. Yes. A backsplash, one of those slashes. And then, um, what else? That's it. We'll talk. Well, the webinars, but that's going to be links following. So, and check out the show notes. Shepodcast.com. That's it. Peace Peace out, out, yo. Homies. Bye. Bye.